Hi, I'm Melissa from Melissa Mendez Design Studio, where I help startups and corporate clients with their apparel and design needs. From design development all the way to sourcing and production. For more information, go to melissamendezdesignstudio.com. You're listening to Women Crafting Success Podcast with Melissa Mendez. Tune in each week for tips on starting and growing your online business. Hear from top influencers and find out how they turn their dreams into reality. Welcome to Women Crafting Success. Hey guys, it's Melissa and thanks for joining me for another episode of Women Crafting Success. As you guys may have noticed, I have been away for a few weeks. I have been knee deep in client projects over at my design studio and um, if many of you guys follow me on Facebook, you guys know that I like to completely immerse myself in these projects and give 100% um, and not spread myself too thin. I have definitely found over the years that giving 100% to one thing is better than 30% stretched out to a thousand things. So that's the approach that I take nowadays. Um, in any event, I am back and um, I have a slew of amazing episodes lined up for you guys. Today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Awilda Rivera, and she is a coach. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about yoga, meditation, outer body experiences that transform our lives. We are going to be talking about how Awilda made the transformation uh, and transition from law school into using all of her life experiences uh, to create a very wonderful coaching program um, that is very much based off of formula and strategy um, that is proven. And one last thing, you guys, I wanted to give you a quick little heads up because there's just a little technical difficulties with the audio in this episode. So every now and then you might hear a little flickering noise, um, but the, but the interview was so great. Um, and I couldn't edit some of the parts. I just knew I had to go on with it. So you guys are going to love the the interview. You're going to love uh, the information that you will hear. And I definitely believe that this is an episode that you will find great value in. So without further ado, this is my interview with Awilda Rivera. Thank you for having me, Melissa. Awesome. Um, awesome. I am so happy to have you here. Um, I We have not formally met uh, in person, but we um, I feel like I know you. We are both native New Yorkers. Uh, we both speak that same language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, you have also popped in on my in my Facebook group to host some Facebook lives. So thanks once again for joining. Um, and tell us a little bit about yourself, about your business. Um, how, how did you get started? Okay, yeah, great. So um, my business is, you can find it at awildrivera.com. And what it is is a suite of personal and professional development services. Okay. So primarily what we're focusing on today is the success 
success coaching aspect. Mm-hmm. And what that entails is using the success conversion method to help individuals who are either business owners, entrepreneurs, or career professionals right. develop long-term, sustained, organic progress. Okay. Moving sustainably one foot in front of the other, as we would say, towards their goal, ultimately achieving whatever that bigger goal is. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason why I use the words ultimately is because some goals are, you know, take longer than other goals. So you may, let's say your goal in your business is to make 50,000 more dollars by the end of the year. That's not something that we maybe bring out in three months. Whereas, Mm -hmm. let's say your goal is to create a new website for your business, that might be something we can bang out in in a three-month cycle. Right. So that's that's kind of why I qualify that statement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, did did you start off being a success coach or what's your background? Yeah, uh, I didn't start out being a success coach. Long story short, I actually wanted to be a lawyer my entire life. I am shamelessly a child of the Cosby Show era. (laughs) So I wanted to be an OBGYN, a lawyer, and a um, Marine, actually. Oh, cool. And long story short, going to school, learning a lot about history, not really liking biology, mm-hmm. shook out in the end with moving towards the legal uh, industry. Okay, I went to and graduated from law school and happened to graduate during the recession, mm-hmm. which forced me to examine many hard truths mm. about my lack of extended passion for the law. Hmm. Um, me initially thinking it was going to be a way that I was going to help a lot of people Mm -hmm. and then realizing that for me, it wasn't particularly something that resonated. So after coming to that realization, I I worked in some startups, I worked in nonprofit and I felt a very strong calling to, you know, work for myself and really drill down on how it was that I was going to help people. Mm -hmm. Um, that's how I connected with my cultural roots in the spiritual advisement aspect. And that led me to the yoga and the movement, which then led me to formalizing my coaching process. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason why I say formalizing is because ever since I was a very young teen, my earliest jobs were as an advisor Mm -hmm. to people who had gone through my same academic enrichment program. So I've been sort of coaching and advising people for, my God, I guess 17 years or 18 years if we're going to do the math. (laughs) Um, But I knew that I was lacking in some formal understanding of processes that could be uh, implemented on a regular basis to bring results for people sure. because I had had instances in before I had my formalized training of people coming to me for some kind of coaching and there were some struggles there and I realized that that was because I was lacking a tried and trusted system right. that I could work from that mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's like a jail Right. You know, but it means that it gives you a foundation that you exactly. build your house on. Right. So through becoming a certified success coach and really getting an understanding of the success conversion method, and then from there diving into an understanding of like 
Maslow's hierarchy of needs and Buddhism and, you know, other yoga philosophical teachings that come into handing. I bring those teachings to my clients. It's not something that I just like hoard to myself. You know? Right. Now, like, right. I know how to schedule. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I, I make sure to pass that forward. You know, right. that's improving me. I will use to help improve the experience of my client. I'm a firm believer, and this may be controversial, but I'm a firm believer that you need to do where your head and your heart are in alignment. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you got to go with that. Right. So, so at the point where you were, you were working for a judge, um, at what, what point did you start working for a nonprof organization? And I guess my question is, um, from there, when did you experience your aha moment that you had a kind of a greater call to your life or, or a different yeah. call? So I think that it really started in 2009, okay. right after I graduated. Um, so it's before I started working with a judge and while I was still studying for the bar. Um, at that time, I got a really a deeper calling to connect with my, my spiritual roots, my cultural roots mm -hmm. in terms of my Puerto Rican heritage. My Africa. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I grew up in a very culturally Puerto Rican household, you know, mm -hmm. salsa and santeria. Right, right. And, food and the smells and the sounds and mm -hmm. all that. And so growing up, there was, I guess I, at, at 20, I think I was like 24, 25, I think I was 25 at that time, I really had a calling to make sure I didn't lose the things I was supposed to carry with me to the next generation, whatever that looked like, whether it was like my kids or my sister's kids or kids in general mm -hmm. or whatever. As a teacher and as like a, a keeper of those sacred traditions, that was sort of the first awakening. And that's what led me to become an ordained minister to marry people and baptize people um, that was really it. And then for a while, there wasn't really anything. Okay. It was that. And then it was like, okay, you know, I'm doing the bar. I'm working for a judge. Then the next aha was when I had like a mini heart attack at the mm. end of working for the judge at the very young age of like 26. Wow. Um, so it wasn't like what it was was um, uh, basically my heart just decided it was going to start to beat funny. Mm -hmm. um, and I was at work. I was in the middle of like a, a, a cleanse. Mm -hmm. Like I was taking niacin to cleanse my liver and walking to walk, work every day. Um, and uh, it was the, you know, it was the spring, like summertime. Mm -hmm. um, so it was very hot. In right. the Northeast, it's like a swampy hot. I'm sure you're really familiar with it. Right. Um, so it was all of those things. It was the middle of the day, and I basically um, lost all blood flow to my limbs. Wow. <laughs> and had to, in the lobby of the courthouse, be whisked off via ambulance to the hospital. They did an EKG. And um, wow. I was like, okay, this is really not for me. Right. I worked in-house corporate when I was in law school. I worked for the government also while I was in law school for the attorney general's office. And now I had worked in the judicial system. And it was like, okay, not good. 
So I, at that point, was like, you know what? I know I can help people by, by going back to nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, I had been a part of a academic enrichment program when I was a kid. It was also the first place where I had worked as an advisor. It was called Prep for Prep. I don't know if you're familiar with it, being from New York yourself. No, I did gear, uh, gear up, I think it was. Yeah, so yeah. like prep was like this 14-month, or it is rather this 14-month academic enrichment program. It takes kids from public school, and it puts them in this rigorous 14-month program, and if they make it all the way through, then they go to private school, and then there's this sort of seven-year scaffolding where they have these post-placement counselors and mm-hmm. leadership development and all these things, and it's like a $10 million a year nonprofit, and mm-hmm. so a lot of different aspects of it, and so when I stopped doing the law, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go back to prep, my roots, you know, I know they do good work, I know right. they my quality of my work, I'd work for them in a bunch of different capacities, mm-hmm. coming up, you know, it was like, like going back home, in mm-hmm. a way, and I was very lucky to have that as an option. Right. Um, and so I did some light admissions work with them, you know, interviewing the next group of kids, which I'm really into, you know, because it's mm-hmm. like the, the future of the organization and the program. Sure. So that was great. And then I got the opportunity to come to Atlanta to work in a startup mm-hmm. as a director of operations. And, um, you know, I will say, ladies, you are women, especially are very powerful manifestors. Mm. So be careful what you speak into existence because it will happen. <laughs> right. Around that time that I was doing the nonprofit work, I was like, you know, it would just be great if I could just be the director of operations somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And so that opportunity came and I mm-hmm. took it and it was a great learning experience. It was in a very sort of socially minded company. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it wasn't my heart and my mind were in alignment. It was mm. something that my heart was like, I mean, my head was like, yeah, you should do this. It's good. But my heart was like, eh, no. Right. But basically what I will say about the out-of-body experience is that um, I had had multiple out-of-body experiences in the past where, you know, guided, not guided, totally comfortable with them. Um, this particular instance was very different in that I actually shared the experience with my partner and Mm -hmm. that was confirmed by him when he returned. We both received um, what can be referred to as a quote-unquote download or a, you know, we received a lot of information from what I categorize as the divine feminine or, you know, Mother Earth, whatever you want to call it, the universe. Right. Um, not in a religious context, just in an energetic context. Okay. Um, and we left our bodies through our crown chakra. For those of you who are like, what the heck is that? A chakra is just a fancy word, uh, ancient word, actually, for energy or spinning discs. And so there are seven main chakra points. Uh, believed in Eastern philosophy. And Mm -hmm. one is at the tip of your head where your soft spot used to be. Right. And so that's the spot where we exited our body. And when we returned into our bodies, I returned through my heart center, which is another main chakra point. And my partner returned through his head. And um, so he came back through his head. I came back through my heart. 
we received this download and after that basically that's when I realized because that had never happened to me before a shared experience where we both saw and had certain realizations that were the same mm-hmm. but also had an individual experience right um, that basically confirmed for me that like I needed to move forward with my work with helping people and I needed to really be brave in terms of exploring what that would look like. Mm-hmm. I was also very blessed. I had a very support or have still the very supportive partner who has sort of gone with me through the different twists and turns as um, a world Rivera.com has developed. And I finally arrived at this, I don't want to say end point, but a, it's more like a beginning point really now that I sort of have my services all um, narrowed in and home right. and right. You know, the complete suite is now available, of mm-hmm. course things will expand and, you know, in the future I hope to bring some really good online courses to people and all that kind of stuff. But in terms of, you know, the things that I do, this is it. Mm-hmm. So, so um who are your ideal clients? Yes, that's a great question. So my ideal clients for coaching are either a career professional, mm-hmm. a business person, or an entrepreneur that has been experiencing some challenges in their business or in their professional development. Now, this is not like a brand new challenge. But it's more uh, an issue that they've been making an attempt to go at themselves, but haven't had the success, you know? So maybe they're looking to expand their client base, but they just can't seem to book anyone. Maybe they're looking to change professions. You know, sure. They're a career professional. They're looking to move into a different industry, but the same skill set. And they really don't know where to start who's looking to as the example i used earlier expand their revenue but they're the only person in their business so they really need to figure out how to put systems in place and Mm -hmm. start to hire people sure i really specialize in first of all drilling down in what the individual needs helping them identify first of all what does success look like to them what does it mean to accomplish that? What are the things we need to get there? And then putting together the strategy. Mm-hmm. So to sort of wrap up the answer to your question, my ideal client has all of those things. And they're also someone who's willing to do the work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, do you incorporate spirituality into your coaching as well? Or is that a case by case basis? That's a great question. Um, The spirituality aspect is absolutely a case-by-case basis. And even then, it's not so much that the spirituality comes into the coaching as it is that they may have a package of services Mm -hmm. where they receive a spiritual reading or some kind of spiritual services. And then that is accompanied by coaching. Got it. I want it I want my clients always to know that there's a very clear line between a Wilder Rivera the spiritual advisor and a Wilder Rivera the coach. Got it. A Wilder Rivera the spiritual advisor 
is you're not saying anything if it's a spiritual reading situation and I'm simply channeling everything because I want you to make sure that you're getting uninfluenced information. Now, right. a world Rivera, the coach, is helping whoever the client is, let's say Melissa, the client, identify within themselves what is the best and most organic way to move forward. Mm-hmm. So instead of me telling you what to do, because that would be a consultant, right? Mm-hmm. I'm helping you identify, A, what do I already have the skills to make happen? Right. What is a reasonable ask of myself? And how can I keep myself accountable, right? Right. Which is coaching. You see the difference there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that's great. That's awesome. Um Share with us a little bit about your yoga practice and, um, you know, how that has transformed your life. Oh, absolutely. Um, So I'll just start straight off by saying when I came across yoga as a 15-year-old in boarding school, I was like, what is this Mm -hmm. fake exercise? (laughs) I was very judgmental towards it. I... You know, just to put myself on blast, as we would say colloquially, to put myself out there, as a young person of color coming from the inner city, you know, I don't know if this is like wealthy people stuff, this is you don't want to sweat stuff. I had no concept, nor did I even care to really be open Mm -hmm. to it. So 16 years later, when I'm 31 years old, you know, or 30 years old, I guess 15 years later, and I'm looking in Atlanta for something to do physically, and there's no squash out here, which is the sport that I played. Uh, my New England blue blood is showing. So I found yoga. Um, I think it was November of like 2013, okay. I say. But from my first class, I was hooked. <laughs> And it wasn't because I went to a power yoga class. Mm-hmm. The actually just happened to line up in a way where the teacher, I'll never forget this, the teacher's name was Lucy Curtis. And that's the studio where I would later go do my yoga teacher training. And she was teaching a class on, um, on the myths of the asanas, which is actually a book. Mm-hmm. that you can buy <clears throat> and I'm really nerdy I'm really into mythology and history and so it was just like I walked into this place and they were talking my language right and I moved my body in some different ways and she cued me to hold different things and breathe mm-hmm. you know and think about certain things and it just opened me up and right. it really got me focused it got me to lean into myself Right. In a way that I really needed at that time. Right. I mean, and and even five years before, one of my partners was doing yoga. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> like, have fun with that. Right. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I was just like turning my nose up at it, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I did one YouTube yoga video once because I was like, oh, yoga for weight loss or whatever. Something you know? like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. But when I actually came to the practice in earnest, mm-hmm. man, it, it uh, changed my life as an understatement. Yeah. It allowed me to really look at myself in a new way and to, like, call myself out on some stuff. Right. 
Um, I actually started yoga um, when I was about 23, 24 years old. Um, I had a, a very similar experience um, in that I, I thought I was having a heart attack um, at work. And it was actually um, an anxiety attack, like high, high stress anxiety attack. So I had to go to like the, the neurologist, the cardiologist and, and everyone else um, only to find out that I had an extreme amount of stress in my life. Um, and from there, um, one of my doctors actually recommended me, uh, recommended that I start yoga and also meditation. And from there on in, I I mean, I've been hooked. Um, and I haven't had uh, a panic attack since. So yeah, yoga, uh, meditation, um, you know, really looking within and not focusing so much on what is going on in the outside uh, definitely transforms your life. Um, that is awesome. So, okay, this is my burning question. <laughs> I, I know that you recently came back from a trip. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, as a part of the work that I do, I lead yoga retreats, and I just led a retreat to Nicaragua, to Playa Madera, which is on the Pacific coast, Mm -hmm. and it is a place that now I know, didn't know before I went, (laughs) is wildly popular internationally for its surfing Mm -hmm. and ecology Mm -hmm. and beautiful eco-lodging and adventures. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also known as the land of the volcanoes because they have nine volcanoes. Wow. Um, Many of them still active. Wow, Um, okay. So, you know, very beautiful. Um, It was... It was marketed and led as a yoga and adventure retreat. It was wonderful. Um, Next year, we will be doing it again. It's going to be a little bit more, um, how do I put it? It's going to be a little bit more of a mental retreat in terms of there's going to be yoga, but it might not be two yogas a day. There'll definitely be yo- one yoga class per day. Okay. And then you'll have access to go to another yoga class nearby mm-hmm. because there's a great... The other thing is that there's a lot of yoga there. So there's a lot of great international teachers like coming in and mm-hmm. going out of the area. Um, but we're also going to have a, a featured guest. Now, we're still figuring out who exactly it's going to be. I don't want to misspeak on whom it is but we're leaning towards it being a mental health professional mm-hmm. now not because we want to do therapy <laughs> but because when you're away from home and you're doing yoga and you're international and you're around a bunch of people you don't know sometimes you get a little squirmy you know sometimes mm-hmm. things come up and it, I think it would be a asset to all of us um, myself included, to have a mental professional, a therapist mm-hmm. there with us who is just, you know, has some designated hours mm-hmm. where or time where we can just 
say, hey, man. Yeah, let go of some baggage. Yeah, like, this is coming up. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it's going to look like. And we're also going to have one or two, like, workshops. Mm -hmm. Nothing is going to be required. Right. If you get up one day, you don't feel like doing yoga, you don't feel like looking at anyone or being around anyone, you can go off to town or go to the beach. That's cool. I love, I actually love retreats. So I always am curious, um, to know why people choose to do them. Right. I know that there's a lot of work involved in, you know, organization and, um, yeah, (laughs) that's like another, another full-time job there. Um, but awesome. Um, I feel like I could talk to you and, and, and listen to you speak about your experience for, um, for the next five hours. And, and that's one of the, the beautiful things about, you know, having a podcast and really, you know, listening to everyone's unique individual story. Um, we all have a unique and in, in individual story. Um, in closing, um, I always like to see what books, um, have inspired you know um the lovely creatives and entrepreneurs that i interview so what books or book um has inspired you so the two books that i think have inspired me the most over the last i'd say two or three years one i read maybe two years ago called zen and the art of happiness Mm -hmm. very simple book very quick read written by chris prentice uh, he's actually the guy who's the father of Pax Prentice, who is the commercial passages Malibu. That's mm-hmm. that guy. But Zen and the Art of Happiness is simply about understanding some old Buddhist philosophies and how it can apply just to your regular life, mm-hmm. Buddhism aside. Right. Um, basically, just accepting what is happening right now and being able to tell yourself, even if in the moment it feels like the worst possible thing, that it is literally the best possible thing. It's mm-hmm. exactly what you needed to happen. And it sounds right and, right and cliche, mm-hmm. but literally, if we can detach ourselves from the constant suffering that we feel um, related to our wants and our desires not being met, and flip it to actually empowering. How ourselves. can this serve me? How can exactly. this make me better? That right. Is one of the strongest things. Right. And um, one of the books that I'm reading right now. Um, and you're going to be like, there's a theme here, um, but it isn't intentional. Mm-hmm. It is uh, written by the Dalai Lama, mm-hmm. and it's called The Way to Freedom. Mm. Um, it's Core Teachings of Tibetan Buddhism. Now, this book was written by him actually in like 95. It's a super old book, mm-hmm. but it really just breaks down things like death, right. surrender, right. Um, compassion. Right. And I just... Again, I think like as an entrepreneur, you get so much in your head, you're so focused on working and producing that we can get really detached from like being a human. <laughs> um, so these are the things that kind of remind me That's to be true. a human right. and, and to stay. And really the reason why I'm doing all the work, you know, which is to be a good person mm-hmm, <laughs> and to, mm-hmm. to have means so that I can actually help people more. Right. Not simply to have means. Right, right. So, those are the two books that I uh, have read that have really impacted me. Impact wow, me. that that's beautiful. Um, I am actually going to pick those two books up because I do. I actually agree with you that some of the books that have inspired me the most in my 
kind of entrepreneurial journey are books that are far from business. Um, it's about, you know, personal development, um, you know, real life issues, real life uh, things that we all go through. And I think that in that, it really um, empowers me to have a, have more of a purpose. Why am I doing this? It's not just about the finances. Obviously, we all need to eat. That's my favorite phrase, right? Got to work to eat. But, um, you know, what is the deeper meaning? What is the, the reason why we're doing this? So that's cool. And I love those suggestions. Um, all right. Awesome. So in closing, what are you working on? Um, any upcoming, uh, coaching specials or projects that you have going on that you want to share with us today? Any courses that are coming up you want us to know about? Totally. Um, so right now I am really just focusing on finishing filling up this cycle of coaching clients okay i don't have sort of i don't have a deadline but i do have a max clients that i work with at a particular time okay so right now i'm just focusing on getting that group squared away so that we can really get that get going on all that good work that we're going to be working on i do have my free closed facebook group Mm -hmm. which i always tell people is sort of an opportunity to start to ask yourself some questions to start to put yourself outside of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. but it is a very powerfully uplifting community where every week you're going to receive a different challenge and you know people are going to share and every five weeks we're going to sort of do a uh a wrap, you know, like a Facebook Live. What were your questions? What were your wins? What were your, you know, big aha moments? Right. Um, that's also a place where if you have questions for me, you can ask me about particular things. Um, so that's what's happening. That This week, actually, our focus was on embracing change. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was what the challenge was. How can What can you change about what you're doing? What do you need to do more of, less of, mm-hmm. keep doing? to really take yourself and your business to the next level. Right. Um, And then in terms of coaching, um, I will extend to Women Crafting Success listeners um, for the next, so from whenever this airs, for two weeks from the date that this airs, I will extend you a 10% off um, coaching packages. So if awesome. you call me for a complimentary coaching consultation and you decide to move forward with coaching, mm-hmm. I will extend you 10% off. If you mention that you learned about me or um, got my information through Women Crafting Success, awesome. you can also extend that to your Facebook group, Melissa. Yes. Um, awesome. And I encourage everyone, especially if you're just like, oh, what is coaching about anyway? Is it for me or is it not for me? I encourage you to just, you know, sign up for a a complimentary coaching mm-hmm. consultation. You have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. It's 45 minutes and you get to see if it's something worth your time and if it's something that's really in your budget. Right. The price scale uh, for right now is on the website. The price scale will be changing um, probably June mm-hmm. of this year. Mm-hmm. So I encourage you guys, if you're interested, to you know strike while the iron is hot, take advantage of this discount. Right. And um, start doing the work. I love right. getting the work done with you. People tell me that, you know, I'm kind of dorky, but I love being not just your cheerleader, but your accountability partner. Right. You know, I'm firm. 
fair and ultimately literally my only job is to make sure you get where you want to go and i take right. great pride in it so absolutely um wow this was pretty awesome i i enjoyed speaking with you and um I'm glad that I found uh, another native New Yorker in the online world. <laughs> of course. Um, so, yeah, it was a pleasure speaking with you. And I will put um, a list of all of your, your, your websites, your social media links in the show notes for quick and easy access to listeners. Great. Well, thank you so much. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for listening to Women Crafting Success Podcast. Hope you got just what you needed. Now go out and apply those new skills to your business and see the results. Don't forget to rate each episode, whether it's on iTunes or SoundCloud. Five stars are always appreciated. Click the subscribe button for new episodes right into your platform. And tell a friend. I know when I really love something, I let everyone know. For more information, go to womencraftingsuccess.com. There you can sign up for the exclusive newsletter with podcast extras, worksheets, and more. Have a productive day and tune in for next week's episode.